Hey everybody, welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. Today on the show we're going to be talking about The Matrix. Welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. Today I have special guest Brett Parker from Dissect That Film. How are you doing today, Brett? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic, especially since we're talking about The Matrix today. Um, before we get started, like, why don't you tell everybody about yourself, man? So I am Brett Parker. I am the host of the Dissect That Film podcast, where we uh, were myself and my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We talk about movies. We break down plots. We dissect. I say that in air quotes because, you know, <laughs> we call ourselves Dissect That Film, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. But we, yeah. we just break down plots of movies. We, uh, you know, we throw in some, some behind-the-scene facts, and uh, we try to make it as humorous as possible uh you know to, to put the smiles on people's faces you know yeah i mean that's what it's all about man movies and movies and uh making people happy yes um but of course today we're talking about the 1999 film the matrix uh kind of a revolutionary film at at the time man uh it sparked oh, yeah. the movement of just like bullet time it, it invented bullet time uh yep. which we've seen through many assets of media like video games and other movies uh since then and it also sparked that little area of time where everything was just black like all dressed in black with sunglasses and leather <laughs> and looking cool um and you, you really saw that going forward at that point maybe for like the next oh, yeah. like four or five years at you know afterwards it did it's happened maybe a little bit before because i think blade came out like a year or two before this um but man the matrix is really what started that that look going forward in like action movies oh yeah the black leather baby <laughs> yeah the black leather and sunglasses um and then like just the slow motion bullet time stuff oh, yeah. um but at this movie of course was created and directed by the wachowski uh sisters of uh, uh, lana and lily wachowski who went on to make like v for vendetta uh speed racer which is one i haven't really seen <laughs> but uh cloud it's, atlas it's, it's a trip it's a trip is it uh i know yeah. cloud atlas was i really liked that movie when it came out um but i i i did dig v for vendetta but i really like the the graphic novel a little bit more than what they did with the movie there yeah um but yeah i like cloud atlas they didn't really do anything together after that point i know i think it was lily that came back and did matrix resurrections a couple years ago yeah. now didn't they do jupiter rising or something like that there was a movie with uh I think they produced it or wrote it. I don't Channing know Tatum. Did. Yeah, I don't think they directed it, but I think they produced okay. it and wrote it. Um, but I know one of the sisters came back and made the the uh, Matrix Resurrections movie. They didn't. They mm. both didn't collaborate on that one. Very mixed bag with that movie. <laughs> I don't know if you. From what you I've heard. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it. I, to be honest, this is the only one I've ever, I've ever seen. Oh, for real. And then and watching it today before being on this show is the first time I had seen it since I was probably like 11 or 12 so it's oh been gosh. about 20 years yeah awesome so i mean that's that it works out perfectly because really yeah. uh what we're going to be talking about other than breaking down the movie is does the matrix still hold up today all these years later um a lot of the you know subject matter i think it's been talked about a lot more today than it was back in whenever it came out like as far as like living in a simulation mm -hmm. i feel like the, the sequels definitely are mixed. A lot of people don't like uh, Matrix Revolutions and uh, 
Reloaded. I like the second one decent amount. I wouldn't say it's nearly on par with this one, uh, but the third one lost me at that point. And then the the resurrection one that just came out just really wasn't needed. Um, yeah. But yeah, depending on I mean how this one goes, if you're down to watch the other ones eventually, maybe we can move on and do like Reloaded and Resurrections or whatever down the line. But we got to get through this one here first. Um, but that's crazy. I haven't seen this one uh, since like around it came out, you said. Yeah, it's been probably almost 20 years since I've seen this movie. And wow. I just remember probably i think you know seeing it at that age i was i think just very confused in what i was watching <laughs> and so yeah. like when the other and so i was just like i watched it and i was probably just like yeah i didn't really like this and i moved on and so when the other when the sequels came out i know the sequels came out like the same year yeah they like, filmed them back to back and they, yeah, they released one at the be beginning of the year i'm pretty sure i forget what year it was but then 2003, they released i believe yeah, yeah. Then they released uh Reloaded was the second one, and then Revolutions came out like the end of that year. So yeah, it was yeah. all in one year, which is very odd. Um, and they they have a very different feel than this first one too. I think this first one, they really uh they really hit the nail on the head with this one. They captured it perfectly, but they kind of yeah. went away from everything they set up in this one and the the next two. Um, but we won't talk about those. But like you're saying, this one. When I was younger, before I even saw this, I that was pretty much the general consensus was it's a confusing movie. You have to watch it more than once to even get it. And yeah. as a kid, when you're watching it, obviously, there's a lot of stuff you don't pick up on. And it, it is it is very confusing. Whereas even watching it all these times and even up till now, there's still stuff I kind of pick up on going through the movie. But overall, I kind of got a general feel of how the how everything plays out and what it's is trying to portray in the movie itself yeah I, I definitely felt the same um but yeah just kind of some quick notes about the movie uh, apparently it started out as a comic book concept uh because the wachowski uh sisters actually wrote for marvel a little bit before they actually became like screenwriters and ended up becoming directors um and it kind of it feels like a comic book in a way it would definitely translate to a comic medium if they mm -hmm. decided to do that instead of making the actual movies um, it's one of those things that if it was a comic, you can see it easily adapted into a movie like, say, nowadays with how comic book adaptions are. Right. And as far as like casting, uh, famously, apparently Will Smith was offered the role of Neo at the time and he turned yeah. it down. For Wild Wild West. Yeah, for Wild Wild West, which is critically panned and hated. But as a kid, I loved Wild Wild West. So that nostalgia has always yeah. been with me. I actually recently rewatched it a couple weeks ago. And I yeah. still enjoy it. <laughs> I think so. The reasoning behind him taking Wild Wild West is because Barry Sonnenfeld was the director and yeah. that was uh, his director from Men in Black. So I felt like he was just kind of he was like this new thing that I don't know how it's going to go or work with the, somebody I've worked with before. Yeah. And then I guess the whole story is he saw it in theaters and was like, oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. And like you're saying it it definitely would seem like the more safe approach going with a director you worked before as yeah. as you know going with unknown screenwriters turning directors for a big kind of a sci-fi blockbuster movie you have no idea what it's going to be um right. and he kind of ended up coming down having a similar situation down the line because he was supposed to be up for the role of Django and Tarantino's Django Unchained and he ended up turning that down right Where it's like i'm sure after that he was like damn i maybe probably should have took that down movie. tarantino Right. I understand turning down, uh, you know, uh, you know, new directors, you know, 
people who don't really have any background, um, I feel like that's probably an easier choice to be like, yeah, I'll probably just kind of step away from that. But to to turn down Tarantino, right? Out of all oh, people, man. like, yeah, he bar- like every couple years he'll release a movie, if that. It's not very often you get a Tarantino movie nowadays where it's like, no. if you get that chance, you got to take it, man. You got to grasp yep. it. Um, but apparently Will Smith and uh, Nicolas Cage was offered a role apparently for Neo and he turned it down as well, uh, which I, I don't know how that would have worked out if yeah. it was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how people were. That's how what people thought about Keanu Reeves, because when Keanu Reeves was cast, I mean, yeah, he had done movies. I mean, he did Speed. I think Point Break was before this. Yeah, Bill and Ted and stuff. Bill, but that's what people's mind was like, oh, the guy from Bill and Ted's going to be in this movie. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Like. Yeah, I mean, even I had like the they threw the woes in there too. Whoa, yeah. whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and apparently, Sean Connery and Samuel L. Jackson were going to be were up for the roles of Morpheus. Uh, apparently, Sean Connery turned it down because he just simply didn't understand the script. <laughs> he was like, "I have I heard no Val idea." Kilmer too on. was in there too. Was uh, was up for that? Yeah, I, I read that as well. Uh, the big names that kept coming up as I was looking into it was always Sean Connery and Samuel L. Jackson. Which man, Samuel L. Jackson would have been wild. As been, Morpheus. Oh, I feel like he would have been awesome. He would have been awesome in this role. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Lawrence Fishburne in the role, he he killed it, man. Just the way, yeah. uh, just his whole demeanor and how how he portrayed that character. Um, it, it was just so realistic. Like he, he just brought something to that character. I don't know if that's Samuel L. Jackson or anybody else could have brought to it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like we mentioned, the movie was pretty much what invented bullet time. They were like the first ones who really, I think it was like 260 or 300 cameras set up in like a circle up, along with the film cameras. And they just shot it all at once, kind of going, spinning around. They spliced it all together. And apparently WB gave the Wachowskis $10 million at first to make the movie. And they spent all $10 million just to make the opening sequence <laughs> to show WB. And then that convinced WB to be like, all right. We'll give you the we'll rest you of the money. Because uh, apparently they wanted $80 million to start out. And they're like, no, we're going to give you $10 million. Whoa. And they went out and uh, shot that opening sequence, apparently, with Trinity. And that apparently blew Warner Brothers away. So like, all right, we'll give you the rest of the money. And then the rest was history. And then they gave them, you know, just leeway to make two direct sequels right away, film them back to back. So it really blew everybody's socks off at that point. But as the cast, you got Keanu Reeves, of course, Lawrence Fishburne, which he mentioned, which we mentioned, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who was great in this movie, Hugo Weaving, which you see a lot of, and he really chews up the scenery as, as oh, Agent yeah. Smith as well. Uh, and then you got Joey Pants, uh, Joey Pantsiolano. Uh, uh-huh. I don't even know if I said that, pronounced it correctly. So we're just going to be calling him Joey Pants or Cypher <laughs> from now on. Uh, but those are the, the main actors in the movie. This movie... Watching it for the first time in 20 years, I I was like blown away. I'm like, holy crap! Like this movie does not look <laughs> like it came out. To, I mean, there yeah, there are shots and visual effects stuff that kind of yeah didn't age well. But I mean, it's 1999. You can't. I feel like you can't judge it too much based on that. Yeah, they were true. also experimenting with things that had never been done on film. So, but this movie, this movie rocks. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, other than like what you're saying with some of the CGI and some of the earlier stuff, they were just experimenting with at that time it was a very well-made movie uh yeah. overall just like the the cinematography at all the just the way it was written the way it was uh paced it was paced extremely well for just yeah. over a little over two hour runtime it goes by like nothing um, yeah and i i noticed 
as I was watching it last night through my rewatch, is instead of just throwing all this, you know, backstory and exposition in one scene, they kind of spread it out through like these smaller scenes just in the middle of the film, kind of with Morpheus and Keanu Reeves and these certain little areas, which we'll get to. Um, but it, it's extremely well paced. And like you're saying, it's it's an extremely well made movie, um, mm-hmm. which I think you can definitely it's being the 90s. You can excuse some of the visual effects in it. Yeah. Um, now, a note is I did watch this on I got the, the 4K Blu-rays that came out. When this movie was released, they made it so whether in the Matrix, it's kind of color graded a green color, a green tint over the scenes. And then when they're in the, like the real world, it's kind of like a bluish tint. Whereas in the yeah. 4K, they actually went in and they removed the tints altogether. So everything's just shot normally, uh, which yeah. I actually kind of enjoy a little bit more than the actual tints. I, I was never a big fan of the tints um, throughout the scenes. Yeah, I watched it on HBO Max, which I believe they just do a 4K transfer. And, oh, okay. So yeah, because I don't remember tints. seeing the tints. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't. You would have noticed it if it was on there because yeah. it's it's very noticeable, like green, <laughs> like a yeah. green haze over every. Matrix I remember. Scene. I remember playing Enter the Matrix for the PlayStation Two when yeah. I was uh, a kid. That was that was like my. Like I wasn't huge into the movies, but the games were always so much fun to play, and I remember yeah. them doing it in the games too. Mm-hmm. You're in the Matrix, and it's just like, why is it? It's all everything's green. Like I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, and like just like you were saying, I was a, a big fan that got I got into Enter the Matrix. I think I was playing that before I even seen the movies at that time. So I really didn't really know what was going on <laughs> within the story. Yeah. Um, but then they had like the, the other game that came out was like Path of Neo, where it's all three movies combined in the one game, and you're just pretty much playing through all the movies with some some extra stuff added in. Um, but that's really what got kind of kickstarted me into my love of the Matrix. Um, and I, I just love the this movie really sets up the lore of the movie and these characters and the world itself really well in just two, a little over two hours. And they do it extremely yeah. well. But, yeah, just to kind of get into the movie here, uh, you start out with the, the famous code strains uh, from the Matrix, just mm-hmm. the little like raining code coming down. That's how they read the Matrix and see what's in there. Uh, and you got. Trinity talking with Cypher, Joey Pants, uh, kind of a voiceover talking about how uh, they're looking for someone and oh, they think there's someone on the line. There's lines being traced or whatnot. And the cops bust in. They find Trinity sitting there. They, the agents show up outside. And I love the line where he's like talking to the cops like, you guys are supposed to hold hold on for us. You didn't you just let them go up in there to find her. And like, well, we could handle it. It's just a little girl or whatever. He's like, yeah. bringing her down now. No, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. But yeah, the, the agents go in there, and you kind of really see how big of a deal they are, because as soon as they show up, Trinity just books it out of there. <laughs> Man, she... Such a great, just a great shot of the the whole, uh, the kick, where she hovers in the air. And then yeah, just that's the, the first the bit of the, like, the bullet time stuff that you get in the movie is that where she's just hovering in the air and the camera spins around her and she kicks him. Yep. Uh, but that's a nice little action scene to kick off the movie. And then you get the cool shot of just her running across the rooftops, being chased by yeah. the agents. Um, I always think of like the crow during this. Cause you, I just think of that crow, uh, the scene in the crow where he's just running across the rooftops is very similar of like how it's shot in a way yeah. um, where it looks like you're, you're seeing it from like another rooftop across the way a little bit. It's kind of just very far out. And I love that the way that it's shot. Um, and then uh, Trinity, like Raiden, dives through the window, like Raiden from <laughs> Mortal Kombat. 
<laughs> looks rough. That looks really rough. Very rough. And then she like immediately dives through the window and rolls down these stairs, and she's just yeah. like, looking up, waiting for them to come through the window. But every time, I just think like the way that she's just art it looks like just like that raid and dive <laughs> yeah it, it was like oof i do like the, the whole thing how she's like telling herself to get up she's like waiting yeah you know for uh, them to come through that window and she's just like no you got you got to get going you got to get going yeah um because we'll, we'll talk we'll kind of talk about it when we get there but the agents are something you just don't want to mess with in this universe no. and they really they kind of dumb it down a little bit in the other ones which it sucks because they make them up to be the mm. big bad where like morpheus like nobody's ever survived a fight with the agents or whatever yeah and then through the next couple movies everybody's fighting agents <laughs> like it's no problem <laughs> yeah um but yeah she it's another cool scene she gets to the phone which is their exit way to get out of the matrix is they have to, to dial them up and they have to answer a phone call to get them out uh and just whenever she gets to the phone like the, the truck's coming at her and just busts through that wall as soon as she gets out <laughs> after she leaves the agents show up there and they Pretty much they, they say there's a mole. Somebody's given them information from the outside, and they know who they're looking for at this point, which is Neo, who we go into his story now. And he is pretty much just this hacker uh, who's living a kind of a double life, they say. He's just has a day job. You know, but I forget what Agent Smith says in the interrogation. He's like, oh, you pay your taxes. You go to work. And then at right. night, you're a, you're a hacker that pretty much breaks every law internet law known to man uh and he's a wanted man and he's just making money on the side by doing that but he wakes up and his computer has a message on it saying wake up and you that's kind of a motto through this movie is wake up like you're right. you're dreaming you're you're in a simulation uh but that comes up like two other times in this movie is wake up and he's before he wakes up on his computer i don't know if you notice he has like uh, newspaper clippings of morpheus and stuff yeah. Uh, so Morpheus is well known, like the agents are looking for him. Um, and obviously Neo is looking for him as well. He's getting messaged to on his computer. Somebody's hacking into his stuff, telling him to follow the white rabbit, go down the rabbit hole. Uh, immediately gets like a knock at the door and it's just somebody that's buying like software or viruses. You never really know what it is, what he's buying yeah. off of them. Uh, but it's it's definitely serious because like Neo says, like, <laughs> hey, if you get caught with this, you didn't get it from me. You don't know who I am. Uh, and he pays him like two two grand for like this little yeah. like floppy disk. So it must be something serious. I was like, damn, it's got to be something really crazy. Yeah, but they said like, oh, you look like you need to unplug or whatever. You need a little R and R, which is a funny choice of words. Is unplug it, you know, in this movie. Um, but there's like, oh, you should come out to the club or whatever with us. And then like the the chick like leans in and she has the white rabbit on her shoulder. So yep. Neo obviously has to follow the white rabbit. So he goes to like this BDSM nineties grunge <laughs> metal club playing, or whatever playing dragula by rob zombie yeah <laughs> and everybody's just like in these bdsm outfits and weird masks <laughs> and stuff uh not the club that i would probably go to in the 90s but hey if that if that's what you're into i'm not gonna kink shame it is what it is yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but yeah he ends up running into trinity there who is to saying like we know who you're looking for we're also looking for you uh you don't know how deep this goes and she's like we we know what question you want to ask or whatever and he's like what is the matrix and you're going to get used to 
Keanu Reeves, Neo asking questions because that's pretty much what he does for eighty percent of this movie. Is every, yep. all of his lines are just asking people questions <laughs> up yep. until like the last third of the movie. He immediately wakes up. He's late for work. He goes in. He has his normal day job. His boss is ripping him for being late, and his boss has is eerily similar to Agent Smith. It's not the same actor, but they found someone that's like very a, a yeah. lot like him. You believe that you are special, that somehow the rules do not apply to you. Obviously, you are mistaken. Like as, I did do a double take on it. I was yeah. like, is that? Oh, okay. No, but I get it. But yeah, the, um, I just, I think this whole first act of this movie is what got me, probably got me confused as a kid. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's it's always that question of like, what's real life and what's the Matrix or yeah. what's, and I just, I don't think I ever grasped it back then. But then watching it now, I'm like, I was still kind of confused at the beginning, like, so what is going on here? Like, what is real life? What is the simulation or whatever, or the matrix? And then yeah. once they kind of, but then they, they kind of just like, they lay everything out pretty well for you. And you're like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like what I was saying before is they don't, they don't just throw it all on you at once either. They, yeah. they give you a little bit of information, have something else happen. And then they give you a little bit more information. Uh, yep. So it's not a lot to take in at one time. So you're just, all right, I don't know how to process this information going forward. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes back to work, immediately gets a package with a phone in it. Of course, it's Morpheus. And uh, the agents are hunting Neo because they know who he is and that Morpheus is looking for him. Yep. And they, they figured out if they, ca- if they catch Neo, that would lead them to Morpheus. Morpheus is kind of guiding him in real time through this office, like how to get out. He's like ducking through cubicles and stuff. And then he finally has to like climb out this window and walk across the ledge of a building to get up to a like a like a window washer like mechanism. Yeah, that'll take you up to the roof to get away. Uh, And he just couldn't. He couldn't do it. He just he gave up. He's like, I can't do this. Fuck this shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I I don't blame him, man. I mean, he he had to go around like that huge pole that was sticking out. He dropped the phone and everything. Yep. but it immediately just cuts to him being dragged out by the by the agents and Trinity's just oh shit here we go again and then you just cut to them interrogating him they're just saying like what we were saying before or just like oh you live a double life you've broken pretty much every internet law known to man we can we can take you down for this but if you help lead us to Morpheus you know what we want uh, we can maybe forget about all this stuff. Uh, and immediately Keanu Reeves is just like, you know what? Give me my phone call. <laughs> and he's like, fuck you. Give yeah. me my phone call. He's like, I know my rights. <laughs> he's like, how about this? I'm just going to flip you the bird and you give me my phone call. And I, that, that was, re- that was a really good, uh, line delivery. Yeah. And then like, I love that the next line that Agent Smith says is like, well, what's good as a phone call if you can't speak or whatever he said. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and then it happens and you're just like, yeah, what Wait, is what? going on? Because <laughs> it's en- it's it's crazy enough that his mouth closed is shut where he can't talk, but then they throw him on a table and they pull out like this big weird like yeah. bug creature that crawls in through his belly button. We're just like, all right, we're just going completely balls out right now. Like, what is yeah. going on at this point? <laughs> like, how are they doing all this? Um. But like as it's crawling into like his belly button, then he he wakes up out. He just thinks it's another dream that he's having. Yeah. Um. And then immediately, like when he wakes up, Morpheus calls him, saying like, "All right, if you really want to go down this rabbit hole, you got to get out now. They're on to you. Uh, meet me here, so and so place." 
he goes out and uh he gets picked up by Trinity and I believe APOC and Switch. Switch it was Switch, 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 not Twitch. Yeah. Uh and they're just saying like you know the road that you're on and what it leads to. We have another place that you can go. And I they don't really uh leave it up to your imagination because she just opens the door and it's just a dark road <laughs> that's like they're yeah. like, Well, you know the road it can lead you down to. Um, but then they know that he's bugged and they pull out this huge contraption that just like yeah. sucks it out of his belly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sitting there going, what in the hell is happening right now? Like, I'm just, I don't remember this. I really yeah. don't. It's been a long time, but I don't remember any of this. You're like, oh, he's bugged. Is... Like they've seen it before. Yeah. And it's just like this big <laughs> tube that goes over his belly button. And it just like clamps down with like these, uh, like these just pinchers into his stomach. Yeah. And then it, she's like, has this little screen and it's like this little like hologram on it. She's like, oh, I'm losing it. She's looking for it, like a little x-ray machine looking into his stomach. And then it just like sucks the bug out of his belly button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they just throw it out, out the window. It's, pra and it and it's practical too, which I, I really liked when the, when the worm comes out or whatever the hell it into is. The, into the, into the jar. little tube. It's, it's practical. It's like squirming in there. And you're like, Ooh, it's gross. Yeah. And, and they never say, cause like you would think after something being sucked out of your belly button, you'd be just bleeding all over, but nope. Yeah. Put your, pull your shirt down. You're good. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have a huge hole in your belly now. <laughs> Your belly button just closes like a door. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it, they, they take him to, to Morpheus. And I love these shots before you get into, like, a, of course, a huge uh, famous moment from the movie. Uh, but I just love those shots of just it's the camera just looking straight down. And you see it like on the side of the building as it's pouring rain. And then when they go inside, you see the camera just looking straight down through like that spiral staircase with like the checkered flooring and everything. I just love how like the visuals of this yeah. like, building they're going into. Neo finally meets Morpheus, telling him like what the Matrix is. Like you've been you've been a slave your whole life and you don't even know it. The the machines are using everybody and they're keeping you in the Matrix to pretty much to think that you're just going about your daily life, but they're really using humans for energy and resources at the same time and pretty much their whole goal is to find the one and the one i guess there's been multiple ones from what he's saying because the original one is the the first person that was like born in the matrix and they were able to the first person that was actually able to like alter stuff within the matrix since he was born in it and that's right. who helped the first group of people get out and break out of the matrix which included uh morpheus and some of the other people that, that formed scion which you don't see in this movie um but the oracle who you get to later in the movie has prophesied that there's going to be a second coming of the one at some point and he believes that neo is the one and he's going to be the one that that uh helps shut down the sentinels and shut down the matrix and and save the world at this point pretty much <laughs> he's jesus yeah literally <laughs> uh but of course you get the famous like you got to take the blue pill or take the red pill the blue pill is like you go back to your normal life your cushy life you just go back to your your dead end job or whatever and you take the red pill you go down the rabbit hole and then you see what real life is all about and of course he takes the red pill and I love this the scene because he's like, 
he starts freaking out a little bit, and then he's like touching the mirror, and the mirror's like absorbing him. And it's like it's yes. not a great effect, like you were saying at the time. It it didn't age well at all. It's a t- it was a T one thousand effect. It was T two. Yeah, yeah. I would say the T one thousand maybe looked a little better, <laughs> even yeah. though it was a, it was a little while earlier than this. Um, but as like it's it's eating them up. There, I guess the red pill from what they're saying, it is um, it's a trace program from what they're saying. Yeah, and the red pill just pretty much makes them able to find his his physical body in their real world, so they can go and get him and put him on right. their ship. And I love the effect as it's slowly consuming him, and it goes into his mouth like that weird, like digital yes. noise that it makes as it's going down his throat. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was really cool. Yeah, I love it. It's like very like kind of like the internet dial-up sounds a little bit mixed with other yeah. digital stuff at the same time but i love that sound it's just so satisfying for some oh reason. yeah but yeah he wakes up for real and you actually get to see where the the real humans are being kept and they're being kept in like these liquid goo pods just on the this wall of just other people and they're yep. being just fed nutrients and stuff through like these wires that are just plugged into their body and stuff uh very weird man <laughs> very weird yeah you haven't I, really it, seen anything I, like it up until no, this point it's very confusing when you see like when i first see it i'm like what is going on here yeah like because they don't kid, mention I had no idea what was going on yeah because you don't they don't you don't get the explanation of what they're doing until later so like you're just looking at this as like is this like a a way for them to like I, I was, I, it was kind of confusing until you get the explanation from Morpheus later on why yeah. it's all like that. Yeah, and he, like the goo drains, he comes up. He's like, it looks like he's just covered in like KY jelly or something. Which he probably was. It, it probably was. Yeah, but the, <laughs> that huge like Sentinel machine comes up and like unhooks him and everything, and like yep. pulls like that big rod out of the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it like it sucks him down to that chute and spits him out into like this gross, nasty water where he gets picked up by uh, Morpheus and the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar. It's hard. I always struggle pronouncing that. Such a that great one. name. As he goes on board, uh, they're just kind of doing tests on him and stuff. They're they're closing. They're pulling up some of the other like holes that he has in his arms and stuff. Uh, they keep the one in his neck because that's how they put him and like jack them into the Matrix. Yep. Um, and when he wakes up, he has like ones in his arms as well. I'm not sure if that's used for the matrix. They don't really go into that. Um, but it looks painful, man. Like when he wakes up, he oh, like, yeah. pulls, like, it looks like a ox jack when you're like playing guitar, like that you plug into yeah. a amp. It's like in his forearm that he pulls out the, and it's like super long too. The one that they put in his head when they do put them into the matrix, oh, it's yeah. like a, it's like a, it's like this long, like longer how, than your long? head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, how does that work? <laughs> and how, and like whenever they do it for the first time, like this may feel a little weird. You're like, yeah, you would think you would think it would huh. hurt extremely. It'd be extremely yeah. painful. <laughs> just and they're just doing, the and they're just, head. and they're just like, oh, it's uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah, that may feel what? a little weird. You're just getting stabbed in the back of the head. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but Morpheus explains to him that, you were in 1999, but now it is closer to like 2199 at this point. 
introduces the the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar, the self. You got Apoc, you got Switch, uh, Cypher played by Joey Pants, and you got Tank and Dozer. Uh, Tank is like the guy that runs, uh, pretty much handles all the computer systems, jacks yeah. them in and out. Uh, he's their operator is what they he's call great. him. He's great. I oh, love yeah. this character. Yeah, he's got a lot of charisma. Uh, you see him in the other movies. Uh, you got Dozer, I think that's his brother or cousin. I forget which one it is, but he is related to him. Uh, and then you got Mouse, who's the youngest guy out of them all. Uh, but I, I guess he helps program like some of the training stuff, which they, they talk about a little later. Morpheus takes him into the Construct, which is the loading program for the Matrix. It's just this white room. And that's pretty much where you get your first bit of exposition. And that's what I was mentioning where Morpheus is talking about who the one is and what the world is at this point. And he's explaining that pretty much AI is what took over the 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 world at that point ai is what is the is the downfall of human civilized civilization and they were saying that ai was powered was solar powered from what they were saying and the humans is we blocked out the sun we like shot missiles or whatever at the sun and that's why when you see like all the uh like back stuff it's all cloudy and it's super dark and gross um but he takes them into the the desert of the real which is just this just wasteland which is nothing but dark clouds and machines flying around and broken down wasteland cities um, but the AI was the downfall of the human race at that point, which has been used in countless movies yeah. <laughs> since then. I mean, it Terminator, sure has. Terminator was way before this, but it's uh, a <laughs> similar story in a way. When the Wachowskis were writing this, they were like, you know, they're like, it's not the same as Terminator. <laughs> we, we, The human shot the nukes into the sky okay it's different it's, yeah, it's not the same like, okay, we actually did this to stop the ais we turned it around i was on literally them. watching this movie going huh i've heard this <laughs> plot before yeah <laughs> it's just switched around instead of ais using the nukes on us we used to try used it to try to stop them yeah a little exactly bit. the ai since they were solar powered and energy powered they started using people as its energy resource and that's why they started building these pods and using all these people to actually power themselves to make them go, and they can actually just keep producing and making new machines. Uh, and at at a certain point, when they ran out of people, they started developing and making their own people, which you see like a little video of like this little baby just like in a pod, just covered with. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable to see. It's like all these wires going in and out of its mouth and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they talk about like when the the people die, they break them down into a liquid to feed the other like people that are trapped and stuff. It's 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 odd it's very odd they they really went out to develop the backstory of of how everything happened oh yeah um but it's very in-depth like i I love how they they went about to develop it and that's not even just talking about the matrix at this point it's just talking about how civilization ended up ending then morpheus pretty much tells him the that neo is the prophecy of the one and he explains the story which i already mentioned after he comes out tank talks to him just introducing himself says that he tells neo about the last city and civilization called zion which was the pretty much they've kept secret from the agents and the uh the sentinels and all the machines because it's like deep underground apparently next to the core to keep it warm and everything uh they talk about zion you don't see it in this movie you see it in the next two movies 
Um, but that really comes to play. But that's what the agents and the, the Sentinels want is the Zion code so they can get in, so they can take over everybody else. And that's why they want Morpheus is because the leaders of all these different crews and ships, those are the only ones that have the codes to get into Zion and know where it's at. Right. Um, so as an outsider, anybody that hasn't watched this movie, it's a lot to take in. So it's, it's yes. very easy to watch for the first time and be like, what the hell is going on? This is so confusing. <laughs> yeah. uh, after uh, a little bit of exposition that you get from Morpheus and Tank, it's finally time to uh, get Neo caught up with some training. So Tank puts him in and he's just putting these floppy disks in and loading training modules into Neo's brain. So he like instantly knows like Taekwondo. He instantly knows, like he says, he's like, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> That's that was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but he like instantly learns it. Like he's not even going into the matrix or doing anything. He's just plugged right. in and he's just, loading it into his brain so he just instantly knows how to do these things uh and then once he does that morpheus comes in and is like all right it's time to actually put you in and uh we're gonna we're gonna spar a little bit here and morpheus is just trying to push him to his limits trying to what he says is he he's trying to get neo to free his mind because when you free your mind you're capable of doing whatever you would like in the matrix you can you know it's since neo is the one in theory he can alter and change the matrix uh, like Morpheus is saying, you can, there's leeway in it where you can bend and sometime break the rules of reality within the matrix, since it is a computer program. That's why right. they can jump extremely far. They can do weird bullet time moves and stuff like that. But Neo, he can do stuff that Morpheus and Trinity and some of these other people that can go in the matrix, they can't do, which right. you'll see at the end of the movie, what they, what he can do that they can't. But it's just a pretty cool sequence of them just just doing kung fu and fighting each other and just throwing each other around this this uh this dojo that they created in the Matrix training program. Yeah. Um, but I just like the like the little uh just little quips that Morpheus has given them as they're fighting. He's like, "Stop trying to hit me and hit me already." <laughs> yeah. Or is and then he like after he like hits him one time, he's like. Do you think this? None of this is real. You can do what you want. He's like, do you think this is air you're breathing now? Do you believe that my being stronger or faster has anything to do with my muscles in this place? Then they, they load him up into the jump program, which apparently nobody has been able to do. Uh, nobody successfully does the jump on their first try, which you think that's setting up that Neo is going to be that first one to do it. But of course, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I like where he like sinks into the road. Oh yeah, like and it just plops him like, back up. Yeah. Oh, that'd be terrifying, man. Like yeah, they just fall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Especially after seeing like Morpheus the dude training you jumps like how far in the distance just to a whole nother skyscraper. You're like, oh, all right, yep. yeah, okay. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> right. Yeah, like it makes me think of the uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man when yeah, <laughs> he's trying yeah. to jump across the building. Uh, there is another training pro program that he takes him in, uh, which is a simulation of the simulation. <laughs> it's like a, a matrix yeah. training within the, a training program. But as Morpheus is talking to him, explaining him about the world, uh, Neo just gets distracted by the woman in the red dress, which is a, you know, it's it's there on purpose to distract him. Right. Uh, because as soon as he turns around, the agent's sitting there with a gun pointed to his head. Um, but that's what he's saying. And that's pretty much 
him explaining to Neo the reason that the agents are there. Like the agents are built to they're like the virus is to, you know, take out anybody intruders that are there. Uh, but they're also part of the Sentinels and the machines themselves trying to find Scion and the other people that are trying to bust out as well. But they can track people by like cell phones that they have. Um, and they also track them by like glitches in the matrix, which comes up in a little bit later as well, like deja vu. As Neo's getting trained, you're kind of getting trained as well for the rules of the movie. Right. It cuts back in and out of going through these training montages and then back on the Nebuchadnezzar with more, uh, Neo. And he walks in on Cypher, just kind of suspiciously sitting in Tank's chair by himself at the monitors watching the code screen. <laughs> yep. It's like, if you're Neo, you would imagine like, all right, this is a little weird. Something's up here. This little, yeah. little Um, But just like Cypher's trying to like kind of get in Neo's head, I guess, a little bit. Where he's just like, oh, so Neo... Morpheus kind of told you you're the one. That's a lot to take in. Like, how do you how do you uh, how do you respond to that? Where you're supposed to be the where you're told that you're the guy that's supposed to save the world. Uh, but then he goes on saying like, you probably are thinking the same thing I'm thinking, right? It's like, damn, I wish I would have took that blue pill. Where he's just kind of putting that out there. He's like, yeah, I kind of wish I would have stayed in the simulation. Like everything outside of here is just not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Um. And they don't they don't waste any time getting into him being the bad dude either because as soon as that scene ends where Neo leaves it comes yeah. to him sitting at dinner with Agent Smith. <laughs> yeah, I love the the whole thing with him holding up the steak and he's like, I know this isn't real, but I know like my when I put this in my mouth, my brain's gonna tell me that it's you know juicy and you know what I don't remember how else he describes it. Yeah. And, and he and he eats it and he I, I what does he say? It's like um, unbridled bliss or something like that. After nine years, you know what I realize? <sighs> Ignorance is bliss. Where he's like, it doesn't matter. This is still great. Yeah, it sucks being out in the real world, but it kind of. That life in the Matrix seems a little better because you could actually have yeah. a somewhat resemblance of a real life, of a normal life in there, even though it's technically not real. Right. But Agent Smith is just making a deal with him, trying to get some information out of him. Uh, Cypher says he, he he doesn't know the codes to the the, the Scion mainframe, uh, but he can get you the person that does, which is Morpheus. So pretty much he's selling. he's going to be selling out Morpheus and the team to the agents. And what he wants in return is to be put back in the Matrix, not remember. He wants his memory wiped so he doesn't remember ever leaving. Um, and he just wants to be set up for life, pretty much. Like, he wants the easy way in the Matrix. Yep. They kind of get, like, a little bonding experience with Neo and everybody else around the table. He's talking with Mouse, where Mouse is trying to pimp out the the girl in the red dress that he developed. Yeah. Because he's the one that developed her and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's just getting real up close. He's just like, hey. I can get you that girl in the red dress. Just let me know. And it's like, oh, pimping her out, are we? He's just saying that like everybody has their wants and needs. So hey, yes, you, you, yes, yeah. You gotta, you know, yeah. you gotta meet your needs sometimes. But then Morpheus comes in. And he's like, it's time, <laughs> and he's like, it's time to take you to see the Oracle. They mentioned the Oracle a couple times before. Uh, everybody has seen the Oracle at this point. Trinity, Morpheus, and they all get a prophecy. Uh, pretty much they they have their fortunes read and she tells yeah. them their future which you find out morpheus's and, and trinity talks about hers later in the movie as well uh but it's a big deal everybody 
everybody goes in, they get jacked into the matrix. They have their cool outfits and everything <laughs> going in. Uh, and you immediately know something's off. Cause as they're walking out, Cypher rings up his phone and then just throws it away. Uh, pretty much just luring the agents and letting them know that they're there and that the, how they can track them. They go to the, the oracles. You get to meet spoon kid, uh, who, <laughs> kind of teaches neo a little bit about freeing his mind where he's like don't yep. imagine that the spoon's there just imagine that the spoon's not real at all only try to realize the truth what truth there is no spoon neo's like bending the spoon and then it just kind of snaps out of it when when the oracle comes in to get him yep uh but that's kind of other than morpheus teaching him that kid kind of opens his mind about how to free his mind a little bit and how to utilize a little bit of these powers here and there. He talks with the, the Oracle, who's a pretty cool character in the series here. Um, she's super nice. She's making cookies for everybody. Smell good, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. Um, but as she's talking with him, like she's just saying like she's she's been around since she's one of the first people that that's been around since the beginning. Um but she's like, oh, don't worry about the vase or whatever. And he bumps in the vase and knocks it over. And she's just like predicting all this stuff before it even happens. And then she's like, right. the question is, would you have bumped? Would you have still knocked it over if you would have known about it? If I would have told you beforehand, like, would you change fate? And that's that's another underlying thing throughout the movie because whenever Morpheus talks with Neo, he asks him if he believes in in fate, and Neo says, "Like I don't like the idea of fate because I don't like the idea of me not being in control of of my future." Right. And I, I technically, I don't know if I really understand it because I feel like the Oracle tricks him at this point because she's saying that like you're not the one, yeah, um, and everything. And I think she's purposely trying to trick him into like falling for the fate thing where he has his. She wants him to make his own direction instead of falling into fate, um, yeah. which they don't really come out and say that. They kind of want you to find, kind of figure that out for yourself. Yeah, she's just she's just like, oh yeah, I guess you're not it. You're not the one. And he's just like, I figured it's gonna <laughs> suck for Morpheus when he finds out. And, and then of course Morpheus is like, I don't want to know. Yeah, what she tells you is for you and for nobody else. <laughs> Yeah, because like, before she he even leaves, she tells him, like, Morpheus is going to sacrifice himself for you. And then yeah. you have to make a decision on that. Like, you both, it's either he's going to die or you're going to die. But yep. she doesn't tell him how it's going to happen or why it's going to happen. But he has to make a choice. Um, but little does he know, in that choice lies who he actually is. He is the one. Yep. Uh, but yeah, just like you were saying, as he was leaving, Morpheus like, don't even tell me. What she tells you is for you alone. Um, but I like how, like, as she's like walking him out, she gives him a cookie and she's like, by the time you finish that cookie, you're going to feel all better. Don't worry about it. Uh, you'll be a lot happier when you leave that, when you shut the door and you leave, they're going back to like that big, like hotel building that they're going to, uh, and yep. as they're going through something's wrong because as they're walking up the stairs, Neo looks around, he sees a cat walk by and then the same cat walks by again. He's like, oh, that's weird little deja vu and immediately They're everyone's like, like what wait what? <laughs> what deja vu what the That's hell did a glitch. you see he's like oh i saw i saw a cat and he's like all right we gotta go so there's a glitch in the matrix they're tracking us or whatever and then yep. like, it cuts up to mouse and he like opens up the windows and they're all bricks now so they're kind of molding yep. they're changing the world around them to trap them in the building 
Uh, and then you get the, the the first death of the movie, really, here. Uh, Mouse gets killed. He gets goes out in a blaze of glory. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> He's got those two guns. He's just like, Mah! and he kind of just, <laughs> just falls backwards. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he, he bites the dust pretty early. They're kind of just running throughout this building trying to get out as the agents and, uh, like, the SWAT team that's with the agents are just, just surrounding the building, gumming up the stairs. Uh, tanks calling into him and they're trying to, he's trying to get them some information before they can track the phone and see where they're at, yep. uh, which leads them into like a hole in the wall. And they're just crawling down through like this super skinny part of this inside of the wall, going down through the wall, trying to get down to the basement. Yeah. Um, and of course, Cypher, which I, I don't think it was on purpose that he sneezed because there was actual dust going around, but you can easily believe he, that maybe he did it on yeah, purpose. I feel he might've did it on purpose because when everything happens, it's easy for him to separate from them. Yeah. Which then leads to later events. Yeah. Um, but I love like, as they're like crawling down through, like they're busting through and they're shooting through the walls and stuff. And like the agent comes through and he grabs Neo and I, just something about it is so hilarious to me because Morph. This is where Morpheus sacrifices himself, <laughs> and he like charges up like a Super Saiyan before he He's goes like, to the wall. It's like, ah! <laughs> and he jumps through the wall. And- And they just slide down through that wall and like Neo doesn't want to leave him behind. But Trinity's like, you got to go now. And she just pulls him down and you're yeah. just sliding down through the wall. Um, but as Morpheus said, like nobody survives a fight with an agent, but he's out here holding his own against the agent Smith in this tiny little bathroom, just fighting each other. Yeah. But he also gets the shit kicked out of him. He does. And I, <laughs> I, I always thought it was a cool scene, but as I was watching it last night, I never noticed how, kind of funny the fight choreography is because there's one point in it where he's like trapped up against the corner of this wall and as smith is punching at him he's like doing this and it just yeah. looks like he has like little baby t-rex arms as and there's fighting. always noises yeah there's always <laughs> noises <laughs> and i'm like holy crap, what is happening <laughs> uh but yeah agents i mean he gives him a run for his money but of course agent smith takes him takes him down uh yep. and then he even has other SWAT members come in and and beat his ass as well and i like the like once again you get another overhead shot of just the SWAT team coming in and he he tries to fight them but then they end up taking him down and like you were saying that gives them time uh cypher time to get away from them he gives tank a call first which tank immediately knows is kind of weird he's like where's trinity and neo and them and he's like oh we got separated don't worry about it just Jack me in. He's like, pull me out. He's like, where do I go? <laughs> uh, but of course, Cypher gets out first and causes all sorts of problems. He goes out and he blasts Tank and uh, I forget the other dude's name already. Dozer with uh, like this electric gun, I guess. Like, I don't even yeah. know what you would call it. <laughs> but it just blasts him with electricity and shoots him off off the chair. You think he's dead. Uh, he actually ends up killing Dozer, though, unfortunately, which, yeah. I mean, you don't even really get to see much of Dozer. Trinity, Neo, and a- Apoc, and uh, Switch are trying to get back to their phone so they can get out. Uh, and right when they get the phone, that's when Ajax gets killed. So you get a, a bit of dialogue, evil guy just giving out his plans, <laughs> part yeah. of the movie here. <laughs> like, you're such a, pr- you're so pretty, yeah. Trinity. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, where you kind of get that a little, a couple scenes earlier in a movie where you think he has like a thing for her. 
Um, yeah, she's like, you never brought, you've never brought me food. Yeah, where you kind of get a thing that he has like a little thing for, her, but that's about it. Like maybe one scene before. Yeah. Uh, but you really get it here where he's like odd, like weirdly creepy up close to her face as she's like sleep asleep into the the actual computer. But he's also talking to her on the phone. Yeah, talking it's to her while he's face to face with her body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's just like, oh, it would be a shame what would happen to like some of your other friends or whatever. He starts like pulling their plugs while they're in the Matrix, which. As Morpheus talks about earlier in the movie, everything that happens in the Matrix, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life because without a brain, you can't survive. And it pretty much kills your brain. And uh, he just, he unplugs them while they're in the Matrix and they just go full ragdoll. (laughs) And and she immediately, he's like, oh, it'd be a shame what happened would happen to APOC. And she like looks over and she's like, Trinity, no. (laughs) He's just limp. And then, like, Switch goes over and is looking at him. She's like, I don't want to go out like this. And then immediately just goes limp again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he's he's just taking out everybody. And as he's, like, going to pull the plug on Neo, he's like, oh, you would... If he truly is the one, then something would happen. You would need a miracle to stop me from from killing him and doing what I'm doing now. Uh, And, of course, Ajax is still alive and gives him the taste of his own medicine and just blasts him. Yep. Uh, and of course, he he then uh, brings Neo and Trinity out. They're at at what's end uh, right now, trying to figure out what to do at this point because Morpheus is is kidnapped. At this point, he's up in on top of like a militarized skyscraper in this building, just chained up. They're injecting him with just like this liquid stuff that apparently is like a true serum. It like hacks into his yeah. brain so that he can just give him the codes. Um. And so what Tank suggests to do is just pull the plug because he's like, this is bigger than you, me, Neo, all of us. Like, we can't let them get the codes to get to Zion. That's above all else. We got to protect Zion. So he just suggests pulling the plug on Morpheus, even though Morpheus is important. The greater good is more important than Morpheus at this point. Right. Which, I mean, it makes sense in, in their current given situation. But of course, Neo's the one, man. You got to go in and save Morpheus. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And of course, I like the whole thing with, you know, Trinity says she's going and he's like, no, you're not. And she's like, hell, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm the, you know, ranking ranking officer officer. here. Like, like you're you're nothing right now. You're you're nothing. So you're you're not telling me. Says the line like, I believe I care about Morpheus more than you do. I'm going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But before you get to the actual like suit up and boot up, uh type scene agent smith and morpheus because the other agents end up leaving the room and you kind of get of a uh a deeper side of agent smith if you will to morpheus where he's talking about like the the humans are viruses that have plagued the earth and these the machines are the ones that have taken have come in to kind of rid the the world of the virus and that his main goal is to just break out and get out himself. Like he's tired of the world. He's tired of the matrix. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm tired of the smell. He's like, I, I could, he's like, I smell your stench. He's like grabbing the sweat off his head and like shoving it up into his nose. Yeah. And stuff. Like, what the hell? Very weird. And it's funny. Cause like one of the other agents comes in. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, uh, uh nothing, uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Don't worry about what I was doing. <laughs> Neo and Trinity go into them into like the training module, and you get like the famous line. He's like, "Guns, lots of guns." 
rows and rows of guns just coming down and they get like armored up they get strapped up with guns and then you easily get like maybe probably the best scene of the movie probably and that's just the all out just shoot out brawl in the the lobby of this building where they just walk in yep. slow motion and put the duffel bags on the the conveyor belt and i love like the the guard stops him and he opens up his coat he's like holy shit and it's just lined with guns and bullets and stuff uh but yeah great fucking scene they're just blowing yes. the hell out of everybody just with just pulling gun it, it reminds me of like a boondock saints like with the way how, oh, how the yes. dude just has the guns on his uh on his vest Yep. Very similar to that. And I think it was like the same year almost as Boondock Saints came out. It's very yeah, close. I think, it's, it's the, I think yeah, 99. Yeah, yeah. so very close uh, in timeline there, but very similar situations. Uh, but you're getting a lot of like the bullet time stuff, running up the walls. You get the uh, a cool scene. He's like doing a cartwheel with an like an AR while he's shooting. Yeah. Uh, you see all these moves like in the video games as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one move I really was really cool was like Trinity like kicks a dude kicks a shotgun out of a guy's hand into her hands and shoots him with it. Yes, <laughs> so good. Yeah, lots of slow motion. I love like the the faraway shots as it's looking at like Neo running through the pillars as he's shooting and stuff, and like just dust and debris flying everywhere. These pieces of these pillars and stone are just falling apart and getting blown away. Uh, yeah. It was it was just made very well, and I just love this scene. It's one of the standout scenes in the movie. Oh yeah, very iconic. But that's like the first time you really see Neo in action. They hop in the elevator, and I'm not entirely sure why they did this, but they like put the bomb in the elevator and they climb up top, and they shoot it, and they just get like zipped up to the top. But I don't under really understand the like need for the bomb to blow up the bottom of the building, other than like turning off the power and. Yeah, like turn off the power. Orders. It's start. Yeah, it sets off the sprinklers because it's all coming but like, down. But also maybe to prevent more people from getting upstairs. Possibly, yeah. I, I, they never really dive into why they do it. They just no. do it. Um, but it's that's cool. it's a cool shot though of of them kind of riding the yeah the line up as the elevator falls and just blows out from the door. Yeah, and that's probably one of the worst shots. Uh, one of the cool shots and worst shots, like, not them yeah. zipping up into the elevator, but, like, as the, the fire is going through the lobby and shooting, like, the elevator door through. Fire is notoriously terrible to, to like, animate yeah. and do CG, especially yeah. in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. So that's that's easily one of the worst-looking effects in the movie. You go directly from them zipping up in this elevator to them already fighting people on the rooftop. Yep. <laughs> there's there's no in-between scene at all, really. They're just automatically fighting people on the rooftop. Uh, and then you get one of the other famous scenes that has been parodied so many times in countless Ew, movies and TV yeah. shows, uh, which is the infamous bullet dodge scene where he just leans back and dodges the bullets. Um, yeah. And it always kind of ends very anticlimactic because he gets shot. Yeah, and then he just <laughs> and he just falls like he's doing the the whole thing where he's kind of, you know, it's it's something that's hard to do in reality. Yeah, but he yeah he gets shot and he just falls on his back. Yeah, where every time I think of it, like you think of it, it's such a badass scene, but it always ends on such a doubt, like it's just anticlimactic weird note where he just yeah. falls just ah <laughs> trinity <Yeah>. help. <laughs> well there's it's it's funny because like trinity comes up to him and she's like you know i've like 
we can't do that. We've I've never seen a a, a person, you know, someone move like us that move like them. And he's like, well, why does it matter, Ryan, when I got shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I still got shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, as like the agent comes up to execute him, she's like... Dodge this. And I love yeah. like the, the blood cloud that comes out yes, the as mist. she shoots him. Yeah, yep. it's, it's great every time. But that's like the first death that you see of an agent in the movie. And, and Trinity is the yeah. one that kills him. Yep. Uh, but they see a helicopter and he's like, well, do you know how to fly? And she's like, well, not yet. And she like, immediately calls tank. And she's like, oh, now I know how to fly. Like, Let me close my eyes for a second. Uh, OK, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, good. I can fly. Uh, and they just immediately fly over and just start shooting this Gatling. Oh gun. yeah, this, and I have I no this. clue how he doesn't shoot Morpheus in this scene because the way that it's shot, it just looks like he's just going like back and forth, panning across. Yeah, yeah. So it just he's shooting everywhere. So I have no idea how Morpheus doesn't get shot in this scene. He's got that plot armor. Yeah, and like it's not like the agents are like dodging him like how they were dodging before, or like moving super fast they're just sitting there shooting that back at them they're not like moving or really yeah. anything like the one dude like just dives out of the room and leaves and the other agent smith gets shot and killed uh and he just kind of morphs back into like the swat team member uh and then morpheus finally gets like the strength and the courage to break out of his chains uh and as he's running you get a, a kind of a cool shot like a slow-mo like zoom in of a bullet getting shot through the wall and through his ankle and like the yep. blood mixing with the water as he's running through the water. And obviously he's not going to make it. So Neo has a bungee cord strapped to him all ready to go. Jumps out and meets him. Uh, and you've seen a lot of these shots in like action movies. It seems like in the 90s. Uh, some Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or whatever. With just people hanging from helicopters. Oh yeah. You get that scene. Uh, just Neo and Morpheus just getting flown around in this helicopter. Dangling from this building. Yep. Uh, dangling, just flying around. Apparently they got in trouble for this, uh, filming this part of the movie, because uh, they didn't have any like permits as they were filming in Sydney, Australia, flying this helicopter around skyscrapers. So apparently they had to do it super fast <laughs> to to just get the coverage they needed. That guerrilla filming. Yeah, exactly. So apparently they they almost got into some trouble while they were filming that one, but they have to find a way to land this helicopter because as they're flying away the agents shoot the gas or whatever out of the helicopter it's just leaking so they're going down he they get above a building and he just drops morpheus onto the building yeah and i like how he's like he lands and then he's like sliding across the top of this building while holding the bungee cord and i'm glad that trinity was able to just get to that bungee cord or else he would have had to pull that whole helicopter in by himself yeah you just <laughs> see him go over the end and you're like you think that he's gonna do it too you're like is he gonna pull this whole helicopter up yeah. or save them <laughs> this is how you find out he's the one yeah he just wow reels in this helicopter by himself <laughs> uh but i actually i really love this shot as well as she's she jumps out and she's swinging and you see the helicopter hit the building and it just ripples and you see like the glass rippling and as it's bursting. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she, it looks like the camera is behind the window of another building that she flies into and that glass cracks. And I just love the way that that was shot too. Yes. It's that, it's that iconic scene of, of the, when the building in front of her explodes, but it, it explodes in like a circle. Uh, like, yeah. Around, and she's Which in the then, middle of it. 
Yeah, and then she like <clears throat> it pushes her into the other side, and she just smashes into, into the, the glass, glass, and then just keeps bouncing off of it. Yep, and then he pulls her up, and they they end up getting away. They go to the subway. Tank calls them. Morpheus gets out. As Trinity's going to get out, because the agents were able to track them because they're they're dealing with the phones, they he like morphs into one of the bums that's sitting there in the subway. Yeah, uh, and as she's getting unplugged he shoots at her and it blows up the phone coincidentally uh and they're immediately telling neo to run you're not gonna be able to fight a an agent but of course you can't you know he's the one man he's he's got to go out and duke it out with one of the agents oh yeah uh and then you probably get one of the best fight scenes in in the movie is just neo and agent smith just duking it out in the subway a lot of cool shots they're like they dive at each other while they're shooting and they're like yep. laying on the ground and like, you're out of bullets. And he's like, you are too. <laughs> and they just, they just go fisticuffs from there on out. And you get like the cheesy, like, like Kung Fu poses. And he's like, does like the, yep. the come here <laughs> as they're fighting. Um, but a lot of cool action shots though. I, I think the fight choreography was really well done in this movie. Yeah. This, this whole scene is, is very, um, just from beginning to end it's just non-stop and and neo neo's he gets some blows in but agent smith is pretty much taking care of him but yeah. neo's just getting back up every time yeah he's just getting back up every time and just going at him i mean he does get some hits here and there uh but you really get to see the power of their because he's like as he's punching and he's dodging he's like busting like parts of these pillars out that he's hitting and yep. walls and stuff throwing each other through walls uh, and it all culminates to like he he gets Neo and he's like throws him in the middle of the train tracks and he's holding him. He's like, well, this is your inevitable demise, Mr. Anderson. He's like, mm-hmm. now is the time that you die. Uh, and Neo just like jumps straight up into the ceiling and then backflips yeah. out of the way and barely keeps his balance as the train's going by. Uh, but he he he's smart enough to get the hell out of out of there because as he's running out, you hear the train get stopped. And another yep. Agent Smith just immediately comes out. They just keep respawning like it's a video game. <laughs> um, and and they're just, it's just a, a foot chase at this point. It's just, he's running through these streets on the phone. They're telling him where to go. Um, now, this is another part they don't really go into. My guess is it's a part of the training that they put into their heads. Is like, how do they know these certain streets and where to go? Because he's like, well, go to the the TV store on like corner of market and whatever. He's like, gotcha. And he's like running there. And he's like, well, how do they yeah, know where to go? <laughs> it must be because they're in the matrix. It kind of, I don't yeah, know. It might have some they, sort like, of GPS or they have just a different type of memory. Yeah. That's or... what I was thinking. Like a GPS or like they downloaded the, the map and like kind of similar to like how their flight training is. Maybe they downloaded yeah. the map into their brain. So they know exactly where they're at. Yeah. Uh, but I love like as they're as he's running throughout their different parts of the city, like you see agents popping up. Like he steals the one guy's cell phone. He's like, "Hey, that's mine!" And then like the next time you see the guy, he's an agent. He like turns into the mm-hmm. agent. Um, when he's running through like some of the apartments, there's like a little old lady in the kitchen. And then as he's running out the door, a knife hits like the doorway, and he turns around. And it's an agent that threw the knife. Yeah. Um, but it's just like these agents just slowly taking over people as Neo's trying to get away. Almost makes it home free. He as soon as he gets to the door where the, the phone is, as soon as he opens it up, there's an agent there, and uh, you think that's the old yeah. end of Neo. He gets plugged like five times or six times. He gets plugged a lot. Yeah, to the fact where you're just like, how is he? 
how is he still reacting? Like he's still like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then it just gets to the point where he's just like, I'm dead. <laughs> he just falls. I just imagine like after the movie is over, you got Agent Smith like Doctor Loomis, like I shot him six times, <laughs> and he's still, <laughs> and he's hey, he disappeared. He disappeared. Where'd he go? <laughs> I shot him six times. I, I shot him in the heart. That. Can't have gotten very far. Come on. I shot him six times. He stopped my bullets. <laughs> Michael! Michael! <laughs> Mr. Anderson! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As if they didn't hammer it home that Neo is the Jesus of this universe enough. Holy crap. He gets this resurrected. Scene, <laughs> this scene, not, I mean, listen, I think this movie is great, but this whole thing was like, Oh, okay. You didn't need it. At this all. made me. This made me laugh out loud. Like I was like, "Oh, I'm just like he becomes." Yeah, he becomes. Uh, yeah, Jesus, who knows uh, jujitsu? Yeah, uh, because as, immediately upon being reborn, he knows he has all of his powers. He knows exactly what yeah. to do and how to do it at this point. Yep. Um, and it's not even just like the cheesiness of him being resurrected and waking up, like like he's Jon Snow or something. Right. But you have, as, as he's dead, like Trinity's talking to his lifeless body there. And she's like, the Oracle said that I would fall in love with the one and yeah, whatever. And she's like, like you see Neo, I you didn't can't like die because I love you. <laughs> the power I was like, of love what? <laughs> exactly. It's like, what so is that? The power of love saved Neo. Is that what happened? Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all either, man. You like, you could have found a way where I don't know, like he gets shot maybe one time, but he's able to like push the bullet out of him. Like, like he's Wolverine yeah. or something. You could have did something like yeah. that. Or he could have immediately like just stop the bullet with his mind as he's about to get shot. I don't know. Like, as it's like, it's like, it's a sixth sense or like involuntary, like his mind automatically knows like he can stop bullets now or something. I don't know. Yeah. They could have went a different route than this because this is just, a little way I too didn't cheesy. like it. Trinity Trinity is a badass character. Yeah. I thought Carrie Ann Moss did a phenomenal job uh, as Trinity. I just this was such a dumb thing to have her character do. Yeah. Like, it flips the character Neo. on her head a little bit. My love is going to save I'm like, no, let yeah. him just fight it out and you know, escape in his own way, not because the power of love. I'm like what am yeah. I watching now? Am I watching a romantic comedy? Am I what? What am I watching? Where you could have, it may have worked if you would have, kind of led up to it more throughout the movie instead of just yeah. like she's just there with him or like a caregiver for him. Like she gets him, yeah. she gets him soup or brings him food to his room, and she's exactly. just constantly there with him. But they never gave her any character development that she was like that or she was like right they just made her out to be this badass person that knew what she was doing and she yep. just handles business whereas and then she immediately like oh i'm in love with you <laughs> like it's just such that a was my prophecy you know like yeah it's like oh, where did this no. come from like we didn't get this side of you at all throughout this movie and now it's coming yeah. out it's just it's very weird it just comes off very odd at this point in time in the movie just it's very like all right this needed to happen so it happened type thing yeah uh but of course neo wakes up he's resurrected he's he's the one now and he's just fighting agents oh uh, he he stops all the bullets just by putting yep. out his hand which is a cool effect, and then just all the bullets drop. 
the agent tries to fight him and then it's just nothing now to neo he's fighting him with one hand yeah <laughs> he's just not even trying at this point just fighting him off with one hand neo gets his own raid and dive moment because <laughs> he raid and dives into agent smith and yeah he just takes over agent smith's body and you get the kind of bad cgi of just his head just bulging morphing and morphing and bul- yeah. yeah and then he just blows up and you see like a piece of his face just fly at the screen or whatever at the other the other agents dodge it like, yeah and then the agent other agents are like fuck this we're leaving yeah, they're like i'm i'm gonna just go i want nothing to do with that yeah it's i'm out at this point it was um, a great reaction because they don't say anything they just look and they see it all happen they dodge the piece and they just go yep. and they just run <laughs> just peace they just and i think they both go direct- different directions too. yeah uh, but and it's kind of cool because you 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 know that he Neo has control over the Matrix now because after he busts out he like flexes and like you see like the the Matrix like vibrate I guess yep like he yeah. has control over the Matrix now at this point as all of this is going on back on the ship they're getting just terrorized by the the actual Sentinels too which the are sen- terrifying yeah the Sentinels are onto them they're slowly just ripping apart the ship to get inside to kill them. Yeah. Uh, and they do have an EMP, but they can't push the button until Neo comes out or else it's going to shut everything down and he's going to die within the Matrix. Uh, but of course, as as these movies tend to do, it's a last second thing. They pull him out yep. right when they push the button uh, and that shuts down all the machines in that given area. They're they're able to repair the ship and you the movie just kind of ends at that point. You don't really get any. uh like any closure with those characters after they bring neo out at all you just kind of get that that system failure screen with the code which makes you think that the the matrix is somewhat shut down i guess um (laughs) but they talk about like what it's like to live free with like no boundaries and such so it makes you think that they got rid of the agents and stuff but the story is far from over it's very uh it's very vague about how they're they're dealing with the end of the movie here because you don't really get a wrap-up with like morpheus or trinity or anything like that as soon as they nope. pull neo out and hit the emp goes to that system failure and then it's right back into the matrix neo's on the phone <laughs> yeah um and now neo can fly <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we get some rage against the machine yeah and no better song than wake up <laughs> but you don't really know who the f- neo's on the phone with either like is he did he get jacked in and then he's just talking to morpheus or neo is he talking to the oracle is he, who's he talking to on this phone i feel like i feel like he was talking to he's talking to us <laughs> he's just I feel like he was talking to, to agent to the agents maybe because he's talking about it's like you know you guys <clears throat> disappeared you guys are hiding i know you're you're out there somewhere yeah i don't know it's it's very vague on like who he's talking to because no one's talking back it's just kind of a message yeah it's just it's that typical narrating. end of movie narration yeah you get and a lot of movies from the time it's something you would normally have just a voiceover like in, yeah at the end of a movie whereas instead it's just him on the phone talking to somebody you don't know who it is and then <laughs> immediately just comes out as the music starts playing puts cool shades on and they're crooked they're not even on straight. He looks like a goofball. He I'm, puts them on and they're like, they're not even, they're kind of like cockeyed. And I'm like, 
Oh, the st- no one, po- no one noticed this. They, did, they only did one take, <laughs> and they were like, he's, like shit. "He's just putting on his glasses. Why do we need to do more than one take?" And they're like, they're "Shit, like, maybe oh, we should have done more it. than one take." He looks like such a goofball. And I noticed that too because as I was researching, apparently all the sunglasses and stuff were special, were custom made for each actor. They Whereas had to be. They, they all look cool except for Neo's. Neo's, whenever yeah, you see them close good. up, they they look oversized and look like they're just hanging on his face. They look like old lady glasses that they like spray painted black because it's got like the wings at the slight wings on the end. Yeah, like, and they just look like kind of comically big for his face. Yeah. And and like you were saying at the end, they're just kind of crooked and they just look just weird. Just and that bad. very that's just a good. tight close shot of close shot yeah. of his face. The funny thing is, you look at the poster for this movie it's and different like, glasses, I think. Yeah, they, they look I mean, the image is kind of small, but the they look better yeah i, I, I have the poster up on the on the screen for anybody that wants to see it but yeah they they look good on the poster and everything yeah but in the movie like during the action yeah and i was always curious on how he has them on his head on his face but whenever they're leaving the oracles you do see that he like pinches them to put them on his nose so there's like some sort of like spring that keeps them on his nose yeah um but i was always curious like how the hell do those glasses stay on all the time <laughs> especially during like fight scenes and stuff yeah um, but yeah, you get a cool end of the movie. Neo can fly. He flies right up into the camera as Rage Against the Machine just starts blaring, which is a great song for the end of the movie here. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the movie, man. That's the Matrix. Um, now, the question is, does it hold up all these years later? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This movie, this movie, like I said before, before the whole plot breakdown, this movie just rocks. This yeah. is... I, watching this as a, you know, I, I watched this when I was probably 11 or 12 and now, yeah. you know, in my 30s and I watch this and I'm just like, I think I, I you know, I, it's easier for me to understand certain things. And uh, it was like, oh, wow, this isn't as confusing as I thought it was. Like, I yeah. was I was ready to go into this like, oh, boy, like I got my <laughs> I got my 10 year old son asking me questions and I'm just like, I don't even know. But then as the movie progresses and they they. They literally sit you down. They're like, all right, this is what's happening. This is not difficult. You'll understand. And I was like, I do understand. Movie. <laughs> I do. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but no, this movie's awesome. The action is great. The The visual effects are good for the time. Yes, there are some shots where you're like, ooh, that doesn't age very well. But they, I mean, the innovation and the, and the things that they were doing in this movie that had never been done before, bullet time, which is now huge in yeah, cinema i mean they don't do the it as much anymore but they it this movie just does i mean the characters are all great uh mm-hmm. i just i didn't like that joe uh joe uh joey, joey pants, pants you know, joey <laughs> pants yeah uh that he was the bad guy i love i love him in bad boys he's like one of my favorite characters in that movie yeah uh, but like he's the bad guy and i was like oh man of all the people but uh no i thought everyone was great keanu reeves um proving to the world that he's not just that you know stoner goofball from bill and ted's i mean like i said before he had done speed which he was great in he did point break which he was great in but like this really made him an action superstar oh yeah that he's become pretty much since that he's continued to be pretty much since especially with like these john wick movies and stuff that oh yeah which are awesome um, which probably wouldn't have John Wick if, if it wasn't for the Matrix and a oh, lot yeah. of these movies that are out there today. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like you're saying, I, I totally agree with you about, you know, Cypher, like Joey Pants character. I think it would have worked better if you would have had more of a, a lead up to it. Like if you would have been like, all right, because they only really mention it one or two times. Like, all right, there's there's a mole or there's a there's an yeah. informant somewhere, but you don't know who it is. But yeah. instead, like as soon as Neo you know, meets up with everybody, that's where you pretty much get the scene with Joey Joey Pants and Agent Smith. There really isn't much mystery behind it through the course right. of the movie. They didn't draw it out enough where it's like, oh, yeah, it's him. That's, that's a surprise. slow build. Yeah. yeah. Where there like, wasn't oh, a slow okay. build. It was like that conversation that him and Neo have. And then, oh, hey, now he's with Agent yeah. Smith. You're like, <laughs> where you're talking, where they're having that conversation, you're like, all right, this is kind of shady. There's something up about him. And then immediately, the next scene is him you know, with Agent Smith, where it like, yeah, just confirms it. Yeah, where like, if oh, you would have no. spaced it out a little bit, you would have been like, There's, there isn't something right about him, but we'll see as the movie goes on. Um, yeah. I think it would have worked a little bit better, but I completely agree with you there. Um, the acting in it is great. There is some cheesy lines throughout, of course, uh, especially like the, the, the resurrection stuff with Trinity there in the end. Oh, um, yeah. By far, I think my favorite, though, is, is just morpheus and lawrence fishburne just you know just taking that character and making it his own uh just all the dialogue and the monologues that he has explaining the universe and like the one and just all the exposition itself he does such a great job with it oh yeah um but yeah i i completely agree it definitely holds up um even more so now um i think on the 4k they actually did clean up some of the special effects a little bit they did look a little better as i was watching it than what i remember them being or maybe i've just misremembering them um or else they just looked that good at the time um but i i fully agree this movie does still hold up um now normally on the show i do like a would you would you recommend it as a, a buy it rent it or a miss it type movie this is a classic i, I mean and we can say that this movie's 20 plus years old yeah it I, this is i don't own this movie yet, but i might actually go out and buy buy this i mean this is a this is a a movie that is some would consider one of the like the greatest action movies ever made yeah 100% i think you should buy it uh at least this one or you know if there's a deal going on with all of them sure i've never like i said i have never seen any of the other matrix but i would definitely i would buy it yeah yeah, I would 100% for sure recommend buying this movie. It is a must-have if you're a fan of action movies. Uh, it, it's an amazing movie. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites. It's it's one of those ones I've I've had that it's one of those movies I have to get on each medium whenever they come out with something different. Like I had it, I don't think I had it on VHS back in the day, but I did have it like on DVD. I bought it on Blu-ray and then ended up getting it on 4K, uh, just because it's just one of those movies I always have to get the updated version for. Um, but I would definitely highly recommend this movie, um, especially this first one. I, I can't say really say the same about the other three now. Um, I, I I would say rec. I mean, we'll get to those eventually. But I I have my quarrels with the other the other three movies in the series. But for for sure, this first one will stand the test of time as one of the the greatest action movies, though. Oh yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, maybe uh, at some point we can bring you back on and talk about maybe Matrix Reloaded if you want down the line, Ooh. since you haven't seen any Ooh. of the other sequels. I would, I would be on board to do it. All right. <laughs> uh, so, where can everybody find you here, man? Uh, you could find us at Dissect That Film on all the social medias. We are on all of the podcast services. Uh, we're on YouTube. 
Um, I, I have, I have, uh, social media links as well. You can find me personally at Parker Dissects on Twitter, Instagram, and actually those are the only two because I don't do much for social but my, on my own, mostly just for the show. But yeah, we're we're everywhere. Just type in Dissect That Film wherever yeah, you listen to your podcast and we're probably going to be there. And if we're not, message me and we'll get it, we'll get it on there. <laughs> yeah, and I'll make sure to put you guys' links uh, in the description of this video as well. That way anybody can go check out your, your channel and pages whenever they like. Because uh, you got, got a lot of great content over there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as for us, of course, uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to go follow us on the Cinema Trip Reviews channel and uh, follow us at Twitter at Cinema Trip Review, uh, Cinema Trip Views on Twitter. Couldn't fit the reviews part in there. You only have a certain amount of characters. Oh, I uh, am. So it's at Cinema Trip Views on Twitter. Uh, and that's a review for this week. We'll see everybody next time. Mm-hmm.